The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website freshfm.net for our contact details. Welcome to Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, a gardening show full of inspiration. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb, a self-confessed passionate gardener. I've been in the garden industry for many years and I totally enjoy sharing my knowledge with you. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is kindly sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, and Sundays and public holidays, 9 to 4. Today we're focusing on madness in the veggie patch and parsnip sowing tips. At Bay Landscapes, Labour Weekend is upon us and we are jam-packed with summer vegetable and bedding plants. There are tomatoes including grafted big beef, a double graft cocktail, which is a, a sweet 100 and a lovely yellow cocktail tomato on the one plant, and moneymaker amongst others. We also have capsicum, courgette, eggplant and a great variety of chilli plants. Well, Labour Weekend is here, and I can't believe it. Where has this year gone? It doesn't seem that long ago that it was January. Sadly, we've only had 14 millimetres of rain on our property this month, so I'm just thinking, yikes, this doesn't really bode well after a very wet winter. We don't want as much rain as we had in winter, obviously, but it would just be lovely to get some rainfall overnight or even just a few showers during the day, but it just does not seem to be happening at the moment. So the time has come to start being quite diligent about watering your raised beds and containers and it's really important if you possibly can to get a decent amount of mulch around your garden wherever you can squeeze it in. I think this is going to be very important this coming summer because they are predicting a a hot dry summer. I'm hoping with everything in me that they're wrong. I just want to, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I want to hop straight from, straight from, I was going to say September, straight from spring straight through to autumn. Forget summer, it's just impossible to garden for me. So that is really important. It's really interesting. I sort of got a bit lackadaisical, I love that word, when it comes to watering my nursery. Because of course over the winter months, June, July and August, and even most of September, I really didn't need to worry about it because the skies were doing it for me, or rather the sky was doing it for me. And I happened to sort of walk around my nursery, it must have been two or three weeks ago, and suddenly went, whoops, Oh, crikey. Yes, that's right. Watering. I remember what that is. (laughs) So I'm trying to get a little bit of a balance. And while I can use a sprinkler, I'm trying to get a balance between hand watering, which takes quite a lot of time because I've got four different areas, and using the sprinkler to water. Now, I I realise that hand watering definitely is the best thing to do. But time is of the essence for me at the moment. So I'm sort of doing a bit of both. And so far, it seems to be working quite well. Well, Labour Weekend is traditionally the time to go totally mad planting the veggie patch for summer harvest. In our districts, whether you're in Golden Bay, Marlborough, Tasman or Nelson itself, it really is quite possible to grow leafy greens and brassicas almost all year round, unless you're in an area that gets exceptionally heavy frosts in winter. 
I've got great memories of mum and dad, I've probably mentioned this in a past show, but of mum and dad spending the entire labour weekend sowing seeds in our vegetable garden. I used to love our vegetable garden in Princess Street in Invercargill. It was just gorgeous. It had a brick wall that backed it. And in hindsight too, I've probably mentioned that. We never really made the most of that brick wall. We could have had a spalliard fruit trees for heaven's sake. But in those days, didn't really think about that sort of thing. And the vegetable patch was sort of, there were sort of two great big gardens. And so for a couple of weeks before Labor Weekend, Mum and Dad would spend a lot of time, particularly Dad, digging it over and weeding it, getting it all prepared and raking it so it's nice and flat and smooth, all ready for the long drills of vegetables. It's incredible the amount they used to plant. When I think about it, you know, there'd be several metres long of silver beet, which, of course, by the time we'd sort of finished eating that lot, I was fed up with it, but also just great long, long lines of carrots and parsnip, white turnip, which Dad loved growing, and I adore today, and things like that, and, and also a couple of long rows of seed potatoes as well. We wouldn't even think about putting seed potatoes in the ground in Invercargill before Labour weekend. Everything basically was sown from seed. I can't honestly remember Mum and Dad buying plants for the vegetable garden when, as I, when, when I was young, I think they did in their latter years, but you know, right at the beginning, they no, even then, they still sowed a lot of seed. And that is something that I must admit, I don't tend to be terribly good at. I sow seeds for, I don't mean I'm not good at sowing, growing them from seed. It's more the fact that I'm not really that good at sowing seed in the vegetable patch. I guess I sort of like the, the instant effect of planting seedlings, seeing them there, even though I've grown them from seed myself and put them into punnets, I, for my plant stand, I also use some of them for my veggie garden rather than just sowing seeds direct. And I think as well, when you've got things around you like rabbits and pukekos and blackbirds, for instance, it can be quite tricky sowing everything from seed because they do tend to dig them up. Tomatoes and other summy vegetables... Summy? Crikey, my brain's not connected to my mouth again. Tomatoes and other tender summer vegetables can be planted outside now. It is a good idea to keep frost cloth handy though, because you never know, we could still have another cold snap. Before planting any of your summer vegetables, dig through plenty of fish compost and kin pack manure before planting. I tend to use the kin pack when I'm planting my vegetables if I want instant result, if I want to be able to dig it through at the same time as the fish compost. If you're going to use sheet manure pellets, I find it's best to dig the fish compost through, plant your vegetables, and then sprinkle your sheet manure pellets around your plants afterwards. This is because sheet manure pellets really are a slow-release form of fertiliser. They take a while. Once they're watered, they take a while to swell up, and they take quite a long time to disintegrate. And I think that's fantastic, because when you water, every time you water, you're, you're actually, in a way, in inverted commas, liquid feeding your vegetables. The other lovely thing, and talking about mulch, the other lovely thing about kin pack manure, it's powdered sheep manure and it has some sheep's wool in it. And it's brilliant to use as a mulch, particularly around things like citrus trees or rhododendrons, anything that's surface rooting. Because what you can do, you can put on quite a thick layer of it, obviously still keep it away from the, the trunks or stems of your plants, and then you water it and then just leave it. And what happens is the top of it, the top of that 
kinpack will form a crust in the sun. It sort of dries out. And obviously if it rains, it gets wet again, but then it dries out again. And it's amazing. When I first used it for a mulch around my citrus trees, it formed like this dry crust. And I thought, oh, crikey, it must be quite dry under there. And when I sort of separated the kinpack, no, it was amazing. It was still really damp underneath. So that's a brilliant way of protecting your citrus from really hot, dry summers or any other plants that are particularly precious that you don't want to lose. And again, you'll be feeding them at the same time. So it's a win-win situation, really. You're on Fresh FM. This is Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers, sponsored by Bay Landscapes, 33 Baitup Road, Richmond. Open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday and public holidays 9 to 4. I'm Philippa Foes-Lamb. Today we're focusing on madness in the veggie patch and parsnip sowing tips. At Bay Landscapes, fish compost is literally flying out the door. It's absolutely fabulous for veggie plots and everywhere else in the garden. Bay Landscapes also have a wonderful garden mix for raised beds. It's screened topsoil and a fish compost mix. We also have named dahlias in one litre pots from Evandale and they have the most beautiful colour labels so you can really see exactly what the dahlia is going to look like. And there's also the height, the height of the plant and the size of the flowers as well on that, the front of that label. Just fantastic labelling, which really helps. We also have some patio roses and a few climbing roses available as well in one litre pots. There's also a purple-leafed elderberry and some astilbe, which are a wonderful perennial for semi-shade and moist conditions. And very excited to have some double white tree dahlias in store. That's very exciting. I screeched when I saw those on one of our suppliers lists. Peas, beans and, spring, and a spring crop of broad beans can all be sown now too. If you're soaking seed, just do it for around about 30 minutes in tepid water. Any longer than that, they don't need any longer than that. And sometimes, particularly if, if we, you do get any rainfall in, in your districts and for a couple of, even just for a couple of days, if you've soaked them for too long, it can cause your seeds, your peas, beans or broad bean seeds to rot doesn't tend to happen so much with broad beans, more things like scarlet runner beans and, and dwarf beans. Another great tip is to sow all of these with the eye upwards. It can be a little bit tricky looking at a wrinkled pea, trying to work out where the eye is, but it is worth it. And the other thing I do is whether I'm sowing them in punnets or straight into the ground, because I do sometimes do that with peas, uh, I tend to put two of each in. Broad beans, not so much. I tend to just do one of those. Well, no, actually, no, I don't. I do two of those as well. This is just in case the germination rate's a bit low. So at least one of them, you're guaranteed that more or less, that at least one of them will germinate. White butterflies are around. So if you're planting bra any brassicas, like it's a great time to plant your Brussels sprouts. They're another long-term crop. Plant them and then cover them with permeable frost cloth. This works a treat because it lets light, air and moisture through and keeps the jolly blasted white butterflies away. Keep lettuces and other leafy greens well watered too once you've planted them, just so they don't bolt. If they get even slightly stressed, they're more likely to bolt to seed. I wanted to touch on parsnips. Parsnips have a reputation for being tricky, and yes, they can be. The main thing is fresh seed is a must. Even if you've got seeds left over from last year, throw them out and go and buy new seed. 
And do look at the date on the seed packet. It's quite important that you get the freshest seed you can possibly get. So have a look. In fact, I, I tend to do this with any seed I buy. Is if you see it in the racks, do flick to the back and see if there's a... Because sometimes new stock is put at the back and old stock is at the front. Now, I possibly should not be saying that, but it is a, it is a great tip. And I want you to get the best germination rate that you can possibly get. So do hunt for the, for the packet that has the longest period before it expires. So that's the first thing. Fresh seed for parsnip is a must. Then what I do is I dig the soil over and then rake it smooth and then make a furrow. I usually use the handle of the rake, actually, because it makes quite, the wooden handle, it makes quite a nice furrow. And I make quite a deep furrow and then I put some seed raising mix in the bottom. You might think, well, why do you do that? It's because it, seed raising mix tends to be slightly darker than your soil. And so it helps to keep that furrow warm. It helps to keep the seed warmer. So I do that and then I, I place my parsnip seed probably... I'm not quite sure about the spacing. They do need quite a bit of room. So I'd say at least 15 to 20 centimetres apart. Maybe, yeah, I'd probably do mine about 15. And then put seed raising mix on the top and firm it down. Now, here's a great tip. This really does work. You go and boil your kettle. You might be thinking, why on earth would I boil my kettle when I'm in the middle of doing seeds in my garden? This is because you want to pour boiling water along that fur the top of the furrow. It might sound like a really odd thing to do, but what it does, it activates the parsnip seed. If you ask me, it's burning it to smithereens, but apparently not. Apparently it does activate it. And then once you've done that, or by the way, while you're doing that, apologise to the worms. You don't really want to sear the worms if you can possibly help it. But mainly, maybe because you've been digging, they might have burrowed down far enough anyway. And then the other thing that, that does work, but I think... For me, it's, it's, it's quite an odd thing to do. You put a plank on top of your furrow as well. You might be thinking, well, how am I going to know when they've germinated? That's the thing. You need to lift that plank regularly just to check. And the minute you see any germination happening, take the plank off. And then after that, you do need to keep the furrow quite well watered while they're germinating. If you have any other tips regrowing parsnips, because everybody has tips that work for them, please do email me through freshfm.net because, or you could text me on 021 because I'd love to share them with, with the listeners. In fact, if you have tips about anything, please do feel free to contact me because I would love to share them on my show. This is your show, not mine. So, and the other thing too, if there's anything that you'd like me to do a show on particularly, then I'd also love to help in that way too. So the other question is, am I allowed to rain dance again? Please, just, just a little bit, because I really would like some rain. It's just getting a little bit dry at our place, and it just makes me think, crikey, what sort of summer are we going to have? I'm watching my flax plants like a hawk, because apparently it's led, I think it's Maori, Maori folklore is that if, the, if, if your flax flower early, we're going to have a long, hot summer. So I'm looking at them saying, please, no, don't flower till December. <laughs> I think last year there were some flowers on them in late October, and that's the last thing I need. So anyway, we'll just see what happens. I'll keep you posted on that. The other lovely thing about this time of the year, apart from the blossom, is the birds are so busy. I was hanging out the washing this morning, and there were three kingfishers in the trees above me. 
There were tui galore, there was swallows, you name it, I saw it. Oh, and California quail as well. So it's just such a beautiful time of the year. So don't forget to stop and smell the roses occasionally. Happy gardening. I hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you have any questions about anything I covered, email me at nelson at freshfm.net. Green Thumbs and Dirty Fingers is Tuesday morning, 20 to 11. Thanks Bay Landscapes, 33 Bait Up Road, Richmond, open Monday to Friday, 8.30 to 5pm, Saturday, 9 to 5pm, Sunday and public holidays, 9 to 4pm, for supporting my show. And thank you for joining me. See you next time. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.